0: Kevin Monroe, the world's gratitude coach and creator and curator of The Grateful. And you're listening to the Relationships and Revenue Podcast.
1: Life is all about relationships, and great leaders heavily invest in those relationships. On the Relationships and Revenue podcast, we talk about how to improve our most significant relationships at home so we can be better in our business relationships. We talk with experts from all over the world representing many disciplines about the best tips and strategies to become amazing people and amazing leaders. Welcome to the show. Welcome back, everyone, to the Relationships and Revenue Podcast. This is your host, John Hewlin. As always, thrilled that you've chosen to take some of your most precious resource, and that's your time, to share with me. And as you heard from the introduction, I have Kevin Monroe with me today. Kevin, how are you?
0: Oh, I'm great. I'm here with you and with you listening, so why wouldn't I be great?
1: Oh, thanks, man. I appreciate that. You know, folks... Kevin told you that he is the foremost, I'm going to call him this, the foremost expert on gratitude. And we are going to talk all about gratitude. That is what today's episode is all about. So if you are needing a big dose of gratitude or you want to learn more about what it takes to have gratitude in your life and put it into your business, this is the episode for you, 100%.
0: I love that. And let me just be clear. What I said is I'm the world's gratitude coach. Now, it's funny. Whenever other people say that, they usually add some other adjective in there. I do not say I'm the world's leading gratitude coach. I don't say I'm the world's best gratitude coach. Through the work I do and the we've created, I am coach to people to grow gratitude all around the world. And that's why we use the phrase the world's gratitude coach. It's not about being mm. better or best. It's just coach to people all around the world who want to know, grow and show gratitude.
1: Nice. Well, folks, I guess we're done. I couldn't say any better than that. <laughs> <laughs> the world's gratitude coach. See, I want to make sure I say it right. And I did that time. All right. Well, in addition to that, in addition to being the world's gratitude coach and the creator and curator, of the Grateful app, which we will be talking more about, folks, and it is available, I believe, right now because I I just downloaded it on my phone last night. So you can get it. You've got to download it and start using it right away. But we're gonna dig deeper into that in just a little bit. In we're addition to
0: be in beta, but but people are already joining, so the doors are open. Come on in. The water's fine.
1: All right. Well, I can't wait to be that uh, that beta tester and enjoy that. Uh, Kevin is also a keynote speaker, an MC. Um, he has a company called X Factor Consulting, but he has three other titles I suspect that are the most important to him. Husband, grandpa, and dad.
0: That's it. Um, now, technically I get called Papa. And you may oh. see there's a sign back here that says best Papa ever. And that's what yeah. my grandchildren think. Uh, so, yeah, I'm a husband, I'm a father, and I'm a grandfather i'm a pop and john and then friend right i mean that's the other one i'd add in there those are the 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 titles that give me the most joy in life now Mm -hmm. uh so yeah
1: love that kevin love that all right now folks you need to understand something there are times that i have folks on the show who start out as people i don't know and become people i do know and some have even become very good friends of mine kevin is a friend ahead of time but he's also been a coach and mentor to me for several years so i want to be able to share someone that i know with all of you that was one of the main reasons i wanted to have kevin on today
0: thank you john i was trying, i mean it's been what six seven years that we something
1: like that, that yeah, yeah long time started listening to your first podcast that's how we first <laughs> got connected was through that Oh, I forgot to mention, you do. You have another podcast right now, uh, the Extraordinary Life podcast.
0: Well, okay. That's one we've gone silent with. Okay. We have, we have launched a brand new podcast.
1: Ooh, okay.
0: Here, I didn't even know you could do this,
1: John.
0: <laughs> I'm serious. <laughs> we have a private podcast inside the... Oh, really? And it is the only place on the planet that you can hear this podcast
1: Ooh. is to- Subscribe
0: to the to Grateful Plus,
2: <laughs> and it's called
0: Gratitude Encounter Moments. And this is how I'm how I am the world's gratitude coach. I show up in your pocket on your phone six days a week wow. with a three to four minute
2: mm-hmm. uh,
0: message guiding you to grow gratitude or show gratitude or mm-hmm. uh, no gratitude. Right, so it's, nice. it's very private. It's very personal, but it's only to uh, the people mm-hmm. inside the Grateful App, what we call Grateful World. So,
1: all right. Well, that leads us right into it. Let's start talking about it. Let's. So, I know it as the Grateful App, but it has a different name, actually, doesn't it? No,
0: Grateful App is what it's called. Grateful I App, just okay. Called the community that comes around Grateful App, the Grateful World, right? Because gotcha. People from all over the world. So the members of the community, I am affectionately referring to as grateful world. Gotcha. Plus, that's, a, that's an aspiration I have is to mm-hmm. see our world become more great.
1: No, oh, for sure. For sure. So. Take us back a little bit now, Kevin, because you don't become the world's gratitude coach just because you flip a switch and say, oh, that sounds like a great idea. Let me just do that today. I'm just the world's gratitude coach. How did you get there, man?
0: Oh, well. um, So it's it is we're let's see. We're we're like 60 days away from a five year anniversary of this journey. It it started Mm. five years ago. And and technically, it probably started way longer than that ago. Right. I mean, Mm -hmm. when we we start looking at uh, the the roots of things in our lives. But uh, April 17th. Twenty
2: eighteen.
0: Mm. When people ask me where did it start, I, I go back to April seventeenth. Okay. And I don't remember now. It's funny um, when when I get into this conversation, there there several dates I remember. Uh, They're significant dates, but I just don't remember all dates in history, all dates in my life. I, I do remember our wedding anniversary, my That's wife's good. birthday. Yep. Our, our children's birthdays, mm-hmm. our grandchildren's birthdays. Those, those things, those are important dates to know. But other dates don't. Yes. But ma- the April seventeenth was a dark day in my life. Now, mm. John, I don't know about you, and I don't know about you listening, but I I am truly a self starter. I mean, like I am up by five a.m almost every morning without an alarm clock. This morning, it was mm. four oh eight that I pop up out of bed. Wow. Right. Yeah. And, and when I'm up, I'm just up and I just get started. Um, mm-hmm. that morning, seven 30, I'm still struggling to drag my fanny out of bed. There is mm. no desire to get, there is no energy. There's just nothing, no zeal for living. There's joy. And I don't, really remember all of the things going on. Now it is kind of funny that that it was two days after April fifteenth. Now that (laughs) makes a coincidence (laughs) (laughs) revenue relationship. That's
1: right. That is that is no one's favorite day.
0: But maybe it was because, you know, things weren't going well in business at that point in time. Mm. Maybe tax day had brought all of this to the forefront. I don't know. But April 17th, I was struggling to get out of bed. And I drug myself out of bed, literally drug myself out of bed, came into my office. And, you know, you use the word habit. And I, My wife will tell you I'm a very routinized, that's the word she'll use, fella. I like to think I have more rhythms and routines than, than, than just okay. pure habit. And when I say that, there are things I do every day, but I don't always do them in the same order. I don't always okay. do them for the same length of time. And it's. So that's why I think of it as a rhythm. But that day, um, April 17th, and ask this question enough that I've just dug the journal and I keep it on my desk now. So this is (laughs) my prayer journal. Okay. Uh, And it's okay to say we're people of faith. Um, Absolutely, yes. I'm a person of faith. (laughs) You just found that out. No, uh, a couple of years before this, so this was, I guess, 2016. Sometime in 2016, I reconnected with a mentor that I'd known 18 years before. And Doug asked me, he said, Kevin, would you join me in praying 15 minutes a day? And and I just kind of paused. I'm like, Doug, I haven't prayed 15 minutes in the last year or maybe two years. If you're talking about sitting down, you know, having this dedicated time of prayer. He said, I'm just talking about getting a journal, opening the Bible, and just asking God to speak to you. I'm like, okay, I'm in. Well, So, what I can tell you is that April 17th, 2018 was day 744 of this prayer journey. Oh. So, I was just in this rhythm. I'd just get up and I'd open my journal. Well, there was nothing to pray that day. Nothing. Mm. I mean, there's just, there was, I was just at a point of desperation. And and, uh, uh, so, since we're talking about finances, I'll just read what's written in my journal. Okay. As honest as I can. Uh, I cast all my cares on you because you care for me. You see me and know everything about me, our situation. If any man lacks wisdom, this is a promise of God. Let him ask God who gives liberally. Abba, I, I lack wisdom for business, stewarding finances, grant wisdom, Lord. And then the next thing I could pray, the only thing I had left was, Holy Spirit, you are the creative spark of the universe. Spark creativity in me. Put the mm. journal down, laid on the floor. I, I was laying on the floor that morning, probably because I was in and out of sleep. Right? I probably yeah. dozed off some, being honest. Yeah. Forty-five minutes later, John, I sit erect with an idea, 85%, 80, 90% fully formed, hmm. and even had a name for a program. So later that day, I, I call my friend Christy, who's been a coach and a collaborator with me for years now. And I said, hey, Christy, I got an idea. I'll, I'll for a program we're going to call it the extraordinary experiment it's 13 weeks now maybe this is because i've been reading books like the 13 week year you know and knowing about the power of 90 day programs i wouldn't launch a 90 day program that's kind of funny i'm saying that and i might we are launching a 90 day program (laughs) Uh, but but not not this kind of program but this Mm -hmm. one had people doing something every day for 13 weeks and we laid out stair-step 13 weeks of challenges. Each Mm. challenge got a little more intense. So the very first week was just the awareness. Just inviting people to be aware. Now, why do we call it the extraordinary experiment? I don't know about you listening. I do know this about John. I know this about me, that there have been times in our lives that when we looked in the mirror, what we saw looking back at us was a very ordinary person. Just (laughs) an ordinary guy. Mm. Just an ordinary guy. You know, um, I don't have super athletic, well, I don't have hardly any athletic. <laughs> I was always the last picked on a team. You know, I was mm-hmm. too short uh, to, to play basketball, too slow to play football, um, too tall to be a jockey. I wasn't overly academically smart either. I mean, years ago, I had a business partner, and, and she, she pointed this out one day when she asked me, was I a member of Mensa? And I'm like, what's Mensa? And she goes, yeah, that's what I figured. Mensa is the smart person society. I didn't even know there was one at that time, John, let alone was (laughs) I a member of Mensa. But I've always, always, always. I mean, I remember from the time I was 13, 14 years old, I wanted to live an extraordinary life. I wanted it to that I lived. I wanted to make a difference. So we developed this 13 week program to invite people that may feel ordinary what if we do these really simple things in life with extra focus fervor and flair and all of a sudden your ordinary life becomes extraordinary not because mm-hmm. of of who you are but because of the things you do with purpose passion and intention mm-hmm. well week six was the gratitude challenge in this mm-hmm. church. And each week, we, on Monday, we'd drop a video. On Wednesday, we'd provide some additional resources. And on Friday, we asked people to reflect on the week and, and complete a survey. Tell us what happened as they did that mm-hmm. week's challenge. Well, when we started to do that video on Monday, it was the first time in my life that I started pondering. Are being thankful and being grateful the same thing? Are those two hmm. synonyms? Yeah. Because up to that point in my life, I had assumed they were. Okay. And I had been taught to be a thankful person because Mm -hmm. I grew up in the South and I was taught to say please and thank you as part of good manners. So if you ask me, are you grateful or are you thankful? Well, of course I am. I say please and thank you. Actually, I had a mentor. Actually, I had a mentor that said, hey, And this is probably 20, 25 years ago. Before your feet hit the floor when you get out of bed in the morning, think of three things you're thankful for, I think was the word Ken used. Mm -hmm. Man, John, I was doing that every day. And I could do that. I I, I may have had the world record for the fastest gratitude expresser on the (laughs) planet. Hey, I'm grateful (laughs) for my wife, my home, our children. Next, done. Was I grateful, but sure, man, I took three seconds this morning, maybe seven on a long day, yeah, and I thought of three things I'm grateful for. It was usually the same three things every day. mm-hmm, and then I was done. I was done. When we started that hmm, I don't think that's being grateful. Mm. right for for and then a, a couple of years later, I did some word study. Uh, Etymology, and I'll just give it to you in a nutshell here. What I've learned now, the key difference between being thankful. Now I'm wondering, John, did you ever, did you grow up near a Kmart? Did you ever visit? Oh yeah. Okay, all right. Grew up. My family would shop at Kmart's. Right, we had Mm -hmm. to drive a ways to shop at a Kmart where I grew up, but I remember this as a little kid that at the end of every. Transaction and these were the times when they had to punch numbers in the uh, cash mm-hmm. register. There were no barcode scanners then, right? They didn't do right. that. Right. Oh it. yeah. You'd pay and you paid cash because credit cards weren't a thing back then. Right. Really. Right. Right. When I asked the group this the other day, like, oh yeah, layaway. That's what we remember about Keg. Layaway, layaway. Yeah. Layaway. And Blue light special. <laughs> Blue light but special. At the end of every transaction, the cashier was trained. And they actually had a visible reminder taped to every cash register at every Kmart. T-Y-F-S-A-K. Did you ever hear these words? Thank you for shopping at Kmart today.
2: Mm Mm-hmm. Sure.
0: Did you ever feel that the cashier was really grateful and sincerely (laughs) appreciative that you shopped at Kmart that day?
1: Not at all. I think they were just saying that so they could keep their job. So they were programmed, right? <laughs> yes, and yes. How
0: much of our saying thanks is programmatic? Like good manners. The the mm-hmm. barista hands you a cup of coffee at Starbucks. You're standing there with your head glued to your phone, and they uh-huh. hand you a cup of coffee. You go, "Thanks." Right. That's a transaction. Yeah. That's a transaction. So the the single biggest difference between being thankful. And being grateful, thanks can be transactional. Mm-hmm. Gratitude is transformation. Mm. Now, what if, like my friend Vicky, crazy woman? Uh, no, j- just a, a, her world's around joy. Mm. She actually does this. The barista will hand her a cup of coffee. She does. She does what I do. She already sees that the barista has a name tag on. She's noticed mm-hmm. their name. Probably already said something to her. They hand her the cup of coffee and she'll go, hey, John, did you make my Java with love today? <laughs> and you know what most of the baristas say? Yeah, I, have no idea. I actually did. Hmm. And then she goes, well, thank you. I really appreciate it. And calling them by name. Now, mm-hmm. John, That's transformational. That's not a transaction. I have seeing you as a fellow human being i don't yes. see you as someone lesser than me i don't see you someone in a subservient role to me and i'm too good to even speak to you no i see you as a person i look you in the
1: well that's huge
0: by name and i sincerely express appreciation for what you did mm-hmm. oh yeah boom boom that's great oh
1: yeah wow Yeah, man, I get that. I so get that. Um, You know, that's... Yeah, please.
0: Gratitude, let me go back. When I was doing this word study, here's what I understood. Gratitude is simply lingering longer in a spirit of thanksgiving. Okay. Right? So saying thanks, I can say thanks with very little meaning, very little fault, and just go on, go on. Being grateful means I'm lingering. Mm Mm-hmm. And I'm just kind of taking it all in, and I'm, you know, we're we're sharing a moment as two two humans when mm-hmm. I'm expressing that kind of sincere appreciation. Absolutely, boom changes everything.
1: Oh, it does. It makes a huge difference. And I I suspect that when we do that, when we encounter other people, and we express. That 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 lingering thanks, as you defined it a moment ago, which therefore becomes gratitude. That something happens to the other person as a result of it. They they can't be the same.
0: Yeah, they it, are moving. Okay, so we started something last year. Inspired idea, inspired idea. Uh, I won't go into a whole backstory because that'd be a whole podcast in itself. But but uh, uh um. June, so May 20th was the day the idea, May 19th was the idea birthing. May 20th was when it was shared in a conversation to a prospective client. They loved it. The next week, I thought, I'm going to wait for this client to say yes to this project. If this is a good idea, let's do it now. So Mm. we we created this thing that's called, I'm grateful for you. Right. And we Mm. printed these cards. Oh yeah. Uh, Two sizes of these cards. One's just a business size card. Mm -hmm. One's a note size card. Your card. Uh, Yeah.
1: And you've got something behind you too, behind your shoulder. Well, that's
0: the envelope that we put them in. Okay. When we give them out, like I did.
1: Yeah, that's it. Uh
0: I was with seventy-five leaders of the Omni Hotel CNN Center Atlanta on Monday. Oh, nice. They launched. And I'm grateful for you movement with their team to express gratitude. Yeah. So we have these cards and mm-hmm. the card, it has four words on the front. And mm-hmm. it's supposed to be the two oh, are, I have. Oh, here's one. It's blank on the blank on the back. Now my okay. Story, what, what we do with these and I've got two to show you with that have notes on the back. Oh, okay. What, it, when you say, how does it impact people? When, when you write something and, and you, you have an encounter with someone and you, you make a note about that and then you hand it to Vicky. She's the one that first started calling this out. She said, Kevin, this is happening every day this week that I'm giving somebody a card. They look at the card. They read, I'm grateful for you on the front. They Mm -hmm. turn it over. And as they read what I wrote on the back, tear or tears start coming down their cheek. And they take the card and press it to their chest. Mm -hmm. Now, what? this is a moment. This yeah, is. is a memorable moment for that, that that person. So Monday, I've just spent two hours doing a gratitude encounter and then introducing this I'm grateful for you movement, this concept to folks.
1: Mm-hmm. Yes. And one of
0: the ladies, she was on the front row table. When I, As soon as I'm done, she's, right? I want <laughs> John, she's already, she's only had the card 15, 20 minutes. She's taken one of my cards and completed it on the back and gave me my own card back to me.
2: Oh, man.
0: Now, when I start a workshop, I do something. I do something. every one of the workshops I do around gratitude. We measure hope in the moment. We ask okay. if you were to look back over the last seven days, what's the level of hope from one to 10? Empty tank, full tank. What's the level of hope you've had? And then right now in this moment, what's the level of hope you feel? And then we do this gratitude thingy. You know, for 45, 50 minutes, an hour, two hours. Come Mm -hmm. back and say, what's your level of hope now? Oh, okay. So, Kevin, I'm grateful for you. Your workshop came in handy today. My tank was on empty. Mm. House fire, cancer, dementia, all has been overwhelming. I cried. You gave me hope in at a one but feeling hopeful now a four. And when we're talking, when she's at, and she's now I'm a. F-. And she, wow. goes, she proceeds to tell me the story, John, her aging mother has dementia and went missing last week for several. Oh my days.
2: gosh.
0: Literally missing. And, mm. and so she's worried about her mother, hunting for her mother, trying to find her mother, trying to keep her family going, trying to keep her job going all of yes. those things. And she was on empty. Yeah. and then we come in and we do this thing and we we ask people to reflect on a challenge this particular case a challenge you successfully navigate as she's mm-hmm. talking about the challenge of her mother being lost and then finding her she's just in tears i didn't know this she's telling me mm-hmm. that at her table mm-hmm. birth hope birth hope so john i mean now she gives me this card and i sit down i said can you a hug i mean mm-hmm. i can, there was just this and i just hugged this woman and yeah. you know it's just like man that's a real thing right and it impacted me i'm sitting there crying at that point John.
1: of course how could you not be
0: so that kind of expression of gratitude that's what we're inviting people into so, you know, mm-hmm. hey go to i'm grateful for you.co i'm grateful for you.co.com.co and you can get your set of cards mm-hmm. uh, before the ad- the show is over, I'm going to get your address, John. I'm going to mail you some of the card, my gift to you.
1: To oh, you man. That's so that's so generous. Thank you.
0: Because it's amazing what happens. And, and mm. I'm working with some of the most amazing companies on the planet. I mean, mm. here's, here's the card, right? Our same card. But look at this. One. Oh, whose logo is that? That's Oracle.
2: Yeah, Oracle nice. Oracle
0: Europe printed okay. these cards. And I did a session cool. with Oracle Europe on gratitude, growing gratitude, and, and they gave out cards to everybody that attended the meeting. Mm. We'll, you know, we're doing this with a company like Oracle. Uh, we I've done gratitude work with Amazon. Uh, mm. Hope to do more with Amazon, with Pfizer, with PepsiCo, with the National Health Services of the United Kingdom. It's mm. crazy, John. But gratitude changes the work environment, and the work yeah, it environment. Does. The work environment needs changing now. People show up to work every day, and they're wondering, you know, does anybody see me? Do I matter? Do I make a difference? If I quit today, if I didn't come back tomorrow, would anybody even notice? Now, 80% Mm -hmm. of the world's managers think they do a great job of showing gratitude. Mm -hmm. You survey their employees, and 40% of their employees go, Oh, I mean, only 40% say they do an okay job. 60% no, no, they don't.
2: Wow. But 80%
0: yeah. of leaders think we do a great job at expressing gratitude here. Mm-hmm. But what if you did? What if? And, and so, through this campaign, something we learned if you want to make a difference, let your gratitude be simple and sincere. And mm-hmm. when you do simple and sincere gratitude, it's significant. Yes. What What's communicated. It changes the For sure. Man, I for the sure. soapbox now, John.
1: That was the point, man. That was the point. I, so now that you've kind of defined gratitude for us. Well, wait a minute. I, Let me
0: define a friend of mine, Patty Blackstaff. This is her definition. Okay. Gratitude, appreciation for all that we have, all that we are, and thankfulness for our ability to show love and kindness to others. Hmm. I love that definition because the definition I had for the first bunch of years of my life, I don't remember, (laughs) but at least 50, first 50 years, was just thankfulness for stuff.
1: Oh, sure. Yeah.
0: But what if we take this and we go, but but thankfulness for who I am, for the Mm. gifts, talents, and abilities that, that God gifted to me that I get to share with the world, grateful for who you are, grateful for the pain we've experienced in life. Because now, it gives us that's a perspective. Huge. I get to be grateful for that. Grateful yeah. for my journey. Grateful for the ups and downs, the highs and lows. Can I be grateful for all of that?
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: So grateful, thankful for who we are, mm-hmm. for, for what we have, who we are, and our ability to show love and kindness and receive loving kindness from others. So oh, yeah. Now that we've got definition yeah. of gratitude, where are you you want know,
1: as you were saying that, Kevin, it. It struck me, and this is part of a conversation I've had several times on the show. I, It's kind of an etymology that I've done with folks before, and I've I've asked people on occasion, do you see happiness and joy as the same? Because a lot of people do. Yeah, I- but truthfully, they're not. They're not anywhere close to the same. Happy... Happy or happiness is just happenstance. It's based upon what's happening in the moment.
0: Very, very circumstantial.
1: Right. But joy, on the other hand, is an active choice. Yep. And the the example I always use are the multitude of uh, accounts of Holocaust survivors who talk about the things that they went through but still had joy in the midst of all of that. Now, when you were saying what you were saying, the definition you gave of gratitude just a moment ago. Immediately that sparked in me, gratitude and joy go hand in hand. You can't have Absolutely. one without the other. You can't.
0: So, so, okay, gratitude never shows up alone. This is what I've discovered. I didn't know this, mm-hmm. but gratitude never travels alone. Gratitude, the way, the, one way I say, gratitude's the gateway to abundance. If you okay. want more abundance in your life, in your business, invite mm-hmm. gratitude in. It can take you through something, Uh Man, this this was part of the early discovery. Some years ago, I found I saw these two loops on the internet, mm-hmm. and not not credited to anyone. One was called the scarcity loop. At the top of the scarcity loop is fear. At the twelve mm-hmm. o'clock position, three o'clock, uh, anxiety. Six <laughs> o'clock, poor choices. Three o'clock, negative outcomes. The okay. Scarcity, fear. Fear produces anxiety. When you and I are anxious, we make poor choices. Poor choices lead to negative outcomes. So I'm going to do a Years ago, I was invited to do a keynote for uh, Meals on Wheels. I've had the the amazing privilege of working with Meals on Wheels Association of America for a number of years now. I wanted to do this work on scarcity and abundance. And they said, well, if you're using copywritten material, you have to attribute it. Mm -hmm. I I can't find this attributed anywhere. I couldn't think yeah. who created these loops, but I knew somebody. So I found a guy that had put them in a blog from Denmark. I said, "Oh, it's surely it's him," and I mm-hmm. reached out to him. And he goes, "No, it's it's not me, but just use them. It's it, it's it's um uh uh common what, what, open source. It's open. I'm like, open source. Not, okay, it, this is somebody's. So I kept searching. I kept searching, and then I found the the woman who had created these. Loops. Oh, uh, uh uh Julia, let's see. What, what it, anyway I'll, I'll think of it in a, a moment i got the book right there um she had written this book the abundance look and we mm-hmm. had to meet friends and we had some conversations and some they're, they're still on the higher purpose podcast archives so she it took her a year to figure out the scarcity because she was living in the scarcity
1: i heard that episode okay that yeah, you Tommy did, did. Yeah. because you offered her book
0: i did i did
1: Which I got a copy of.
0: Okay. Okay. So the abundance loop, the abundance loop Mm -hmm. in the 12 o'clock position. Gratitude. Gratitude. The three o'clock position, peace. Mm. Six o'clock position, wise choices. Okay. Three o'clock, better out, positive outcome. So gratitude leads to peace of mind, which allows wise choices, which allows better outcomes. And Mm. and when we were in that conversation, that's when it hit me. It's like, oh, gratitude's the gateway to abundance. Because when we find ourselves stuck in scarcity, and I'm just in that, and that's not just a loop. That is a sucking vortex down. Yeah, it is. You've been in the scarcity loop. I know that because mm-hmm. we've had these conversations. I've been in the yeah. scarcity loop, John. It's like you're just circling the drain. You're on your mm-hmm. way. You
1: and you don't know how to get out.
0: You don't know how to get out. Here's how you get out. Find something to be grateful for. Find mm-hmm. anything to start expressing gratitude. Right? You find something. And then obviously, well, there's a little bit of hope. Hope mm-hmm. grows in gratitude. Yeah. Joy grows in gratitude. Kindness grows in gratitude. Compassion grows in gratitude. Mm-hmm. What I said earlier. Gratitude never travels alone, right yeah. All of these things come together, so when we start leaning into gratitude, it opens the doors to these other things and mm. it allows us to escape the the sucking vortex of scarcity
1: and you know something else that I've found kevin is when when we're stuck in scarcity, we're always self involved we're always looking at ourselves and what we have going on, and for me, I have found the quickest way out <laughs> through the gratitude is to put my attention on someone else when i do that getting out of that much easier
0: juliana park juliana park is who wrote the mm-hmm. the abundance loop got to get that right so yeah we'll so, give her
1: credit in the show notes for sure
0: absolutely. so yeah if you're having a bad day now do something to get your eyes off you start thinking about something that's good in your life mm-hmm. and, and when when um The pandemic started, which, believe it or not, I I can give you this number because I used Monday. Today's Thursday, Wednesday, two days later. Today is day 1,058 of the pandemic. Wow. (laughs) That's what people are. 1,058 days ago, the world changed, right? Mm-hmm. In those early days, my friend Chester Elton and I we started doing some meetings together, hosting a weekly thing. He had, he had crafted a hashtag called find your gratitude. And oh. I love that because, you know, there's sometimes you walk out, life's rosy, and it's just like, oh, there's gratitude everywhere. I'm grateful for this. I'm grateful for them. I'm, oh, I'm grateful for this. You know? And then there are days you walk out and you go, I don't know if there's anything. I don't see any signs of hope anywhere. Well, wait, yeah. you're still alive,
2: right? Yeah,
0: breath today. Oh, yeah, yeah. I, as a friend of mine, a friend of mine, she didn't know the source of this, but she she texted me this years ago. As long as you have a pulse, you have a purpose. Mm. As long as you have a pulse, you have a purpose. Oh, okay, okay. So I'm grateful. I still have a pulse. That means I still have a purpose. I still have breath. I have agency. I can make a decision. I can take. Mm and change the situation i'm in what's the first thing i can do and then you and i do this john i mean the first thing is go well how can i help somebody else Mm -hmm. how do i get the eyes off me what can i do to help somebody oh that's how we get out of it right that's one of the first steps out of it looking for the things to be grateful for what do i have that i can use to help someone else now there was a leader famous leader in history, happens to be recorded in the Bible. And this leader felt he had nothing when he was tapped to do one of the biggest leadership challenges recorded in history, Hmm. the exodus of the Israelites from captivity to the promised land. His name was Moses. Moses. I'm glad you didn't say Noah. Noah had the ark. Moses was the other guy. No, Uh, Moses, Moses. When God is tapping Moses to do what God calls Moses to do, God asks Moses an interesting question. And some years ago, I got really interested in this, John. I got interested in the questions God asks in the Bible, because I happen to have a belief. uh, You share that belief. God is omnipotent. Mm -hmm. God is omniscient. So when God's asking a question, it's not because God's curious about the answer.
2: (laughs) Right.
0: Right? It's for you. So when Moses is there, I can't do this, John. Can't do this. What does God ask Moses? What's in your Mm
2: hand?
0: And Moses I've got a staff. Right. All of us, there's something in our hands Mm -hmm. that we can use to help someone else. So if you're, if you're struggling, what, what's in your hand? Maybe what's in your hand is to pick up the phone and call someone and be a voice of encouragement to them. What, Mm -hmm. what, what if what's in your hand is to, you know, give somebody a ride or to help somebody? I mean, any of these things, those are things that are in our power to do now. Yes. So there's something you can do that will be of benefit to someone and it will do what you said, John. It will get your eyes off you. And then we'll start finding our way forward, finding our way.
1: I have to ask this, Kevin, because it's 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 a part of your story. It's an important part. Oh. You, this is the kind way of saying it, dealt with depression. Not all that long ago. So. How'd tell us a, of, t- tell Just, us a little a bit about, about that because I think when somebody meets you, Kevin, and it doesn't matter how they meet you, in person, if it's over a Zoom meeting, if it's, they, they hear your podcast, whatever it is, it's easy for folks to think, man, look at Kevin. He is so joyful. He's so full of life. He's always so giving. Everything just must be great for him. I mean, his poop must smell like roses, you know, that kind of thing. And I think it's, yeah, I think people need to realize that even the folks who look like they have it all together struggle and that really figuring out what life is all about and how to make it better comes through the struggle, not the avoidance of it.
0: Yeah. So. Yeah. Whew. Um. So the the um uh, uh, the very first time, the very first time, um, uh, in in the year um two thousand, towards hmm. the end of the year, and in, in, yeah, something started happening in two thousand, and it led to an opportunity in two thousand one. So January of two thousand one. I left the, what had, what I thought for the last 10 years had been my dream job. I finally got that job
2: mm-hmm.
0: nine months, six months into that job. I realized it wasn't my dream job. And mm-hmm. and, and then there was an opportunity to join a high tech startup company that mm-hmm. our, our motto was making a difference. And that just felt like it was written for me. Let's go make a difference. We we're wanting to make a difference in the world of healthcare. And, um, uh, and and it's kind of funny i mean take you back we we created tools that are used today by every hospital but mm. in the early days they weren't on the palm os
2: oh so yeah operating
0: yeah. on a palm pilot right not wow that. yeah so we created that i joined this company in um uh the end of january 2001 stock options all of these big things i got paid once in February, and and then found out the main investor had backed out Ooh. right before I joined. They didn't tell me <laughs> this. Yeah, they didn't tell me this. I could have still gone back to the corporate life I had. Right. Um. That that's two thousand one. Right. Nine months later, September eleventh happened. Yeah. And, and we we had formed a a partnership with a major healthcare company an equipment provider they had infused money things were looking good
2: mm-hmm.
0: and then september 11th happened and they had to stop their support of our company wow and we were belly up in just a few months weeks after mm-hmm. that so september i mean um early 2002 man right the economy was bad so yeah. like, I'll, I'll i'll frame it this way in January of 2001, my wife and I were in the best financial shape of 20 years of marriage at that point in time. That didn't mean, all, but we had no debt. We had a little bit of money saved. It wasn't wasn't big money, but best shape we'd ever been in. Yeah. Nine months later, we're in the worst shape we've been in, mm-hmm. in. 21 years. 20 years of marriage, right? And it was like this is amazing. Uh, had a lot of debt because I didn't think it was debt because there was this money i was owed and when that money right. comes in right this debt's going to be gone and and life's going to be rosy well, uh-huh. the, the money never came in the company went belly up the stock options were worthless yeah and i'm still carrying that debt I mm-hmm. can can't find a job anywhere
2: because
0: <laughs> after september 11th 2001 oh, yeah there weren't a lot i hit the skids john I, and i was i was just man i was that was that was my first bout with depression mhm first bout I'm going back there and then I'll fast forward. But a few months later, three three months into it, a friend of mine who I didn't think went to church that often invited me when I go to church with him. I'm like, wow, if oh. he's asking me to go to church, I better say yes, because it might be the only way he goes. <laughs> so we, we agreed to go. We go to this church and it was a church. Okay, And, and um, John Wimber was the founder of the vineyards. I think he was already deceased by that time. But the, but the pastor that morning said, John Wimber used to spell faith, R-S-K. Hmm. And, and when, when the pastor's wrapping up that message, he said, for some of you sitting here today, the biggest risk you'll take is to take no risk at all
1: wow i'm
0: like well that had a bullseye right here
2: <laughs> <laughs>
0: boom because being part of a failed startup mm-hmm. having left a very successful prosperous job that people would say had all the trappings of success i felt like a failure i felt mm. like i i felt like i had loaned made a really bad decision right I felt it's over right and that you're just licking your wounds and maybe you'll find something and, and but it's like the biggest risk I'll take is to keep that kind of mentality to take no risk at all so ended mm-hmm. up getting my way out of that um, but then a couple of other times through the years and one of those the most recent one was that 2018 mm-hmm. I, I mean I knew I knew I had all the signs of going into a ugly bout and i just you, you know you, you're you're standing on the edge of despair okay favorite movie of mine uh it's a wonderful life watch it every year at christmas sometimes okay. watch it other times but in the opening lines of that movie is it's just classic if you the stars are twinkling you know and there's prayers being lifted up for george bailey and the voice of god's talking to an angel and they call clarence the bumbling angel in <laughs> yeah there's a man on earth He's in trouble, and Clarence goes, "What is he sick?" And God says, "No worse. He's discouraged." Mm-hmm. Whenever I get discouraged, John, I gotta watch out because discouragement can lead to despair. Mm-hmm. And and if we stay in despair, despair is the belief that that tomorrow will be no better than today, probably worse. Then yeah. despair leads to despondency and and if we don't pretty soon we're in full blown depression, yeah, so I pay attention when i'm discouraged or when I'm feeling despairing or or when any of those what I call the deadly d's there are a bunch of them,
2: yeah, yeah, so
0: that's when I found gratitude i I was right, I was already starting down that slippery slope on my way yeah. back into depression, and reached out, cried out, found gratitude as my way out
1: now Kevin. I'm curious, the times that you've dealt with that, and found yourself teetering. Have you ever taken stock of or noticed during those times? Because this happens to me every time I'm on that edge. I'm spending more and more time alone and I'm not engaging as often with people.
0: And when I am, I'm not being honest with people.
1: Bye.